All right. Um, welcome back, y'all. This is uh, the Runners Club podcast. This is w- one of our bonus episodes that we're bringing to you just to kind of get something that is in the moment that's been happening, uh, kind of percolating right in this moment. And um, it has to do with the Boston Marathon. And um, we an incident happened where we saw runners cheering at the at, at the Boston Marathon as runners do and uh and then the police came and decided to block them in and just you know it completely <laughs> messed up the vibes you know we were just doing what we normally do so in that happening uh Remy uh recorded what was happening and um we saw him on social media if you guys know Allison Desir I know Ian and I both saw that actually pop up on her Instagram first and so then we were like hey let's hit up Remy and just have a conversation with him see how he's doing and um and he's here with us now so thanks for joining us Remy oh thanks for having me pleasure awesome awesome before we get into uh the video let's let's talk a little bit uh about you uh you Remy I see you a runner I see you you do the you do the Boston Marathon you have you run in the Boston Marathon yourself before <laughs> you know that's that's usually the first question when my friends find out like oh you run so you run in Boston uh not officially um I live okay. here so I have woken up on a cool Saturday morning and you know take an 18 miler you know take a long run down the course uh, but not officially. I still need to shave off another 35 minutes to qualify. So we'll see. Oh, I'm trying to get 3.45 in Philly. So I'm like, I'm definitely behind you by a considerable amount. But <laughs> I just tweeted the other day, like two years, I'm qualifying. Don't know if we run it, but we qualify at minimum. There we go. That's I feel like that's just like the threshold. All of us at, at, at some point want to be able to like DQ, hit that hit that time by age group, which I think is what, like three hours and eight minutes? Uh, for me, it is, yeah, like 310, I want to say. Um, yeah. My, yo, hold on, uh, hold on. I, I'm in a new age bracket. I keep forgetting. I turned 40 this fall. It'd be so, like that. Yeah, I got to check. <laughs> <laughs> I got to double check my new time. So, you know, maybe, 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 you know, we'll see. But it's tough, uh, man. It's it's real tough, especially... um when you have other passions, other interests, like I love to run, but I also love to, you know, uh, ride my bike. I love to swim. I love to lift. I love to, you know, just do all these other things. So like, it's still, I'm not going to say never, you know, something that I'd love to work towards. Um, but you know, for other runners, like, yeah, it's, it's a huge thing and congrats to those who can make it. And I encourage it. I support it, but that don't let that define you as a runner. Like, you know, not everybody's going to be you, and that's okay. Yeah. Big facts, big facts. It's a personal goal of mine, but I think uh, but getting out here, hitting that finish line, mm-hmm. and get, hitting that start line, and getting yourself to the finish line, and being happy, making the memories, especially within the community, is the most important part, especially when you're getting out here and joining these major races. How long How long have you been running? Has this been, like, since high school? Is this something you discovered as, like, such as myself, like, as an adult? Yeah, uh, an adult onset runner, um, you know, kind of fell into it in 2016, the short version, just making some lifestyle changes. And I didn't even want to run, you know, I was the dude that, um, you know, spent 
10 minutes, maybe a mile on the treadmill after I lifted just, you know, to kind of get my health under control. But after a while, I was like, all right, so you're healthy, you're fit, what are you going to do with it? Oh, this running thing might be cool. So a friend kind of uh, tricked me into running a half marathon and I had a blast, dude. It was raining the whole time and I absolutely loved it. I got back and in the hotel room, hadn't even showered yet. And I'm like, yo, when's the next one? Find me another. Let's go next month. Let's do it. And then we've just been running since and um, loving endurance sports as a whole and just like, you know, getting all the way into it. That's amazing. It's it's that that's that the adrenaline, the endorphins mm. start to set in. You get that metal, and you're like, ooh. <laughs> well, you know, not only that, like yeah. the, the, that second race, yeah. um, I had been meeting up with the pioneers and mm. you know things like that, getting ready. Um, so my first race was the Newport Half Marathon. Okay, that was cool, and I was hooked. Then it's like, oh, the pioneers are going to be at this Cambridge Half, and mm. oh, I know some of these folks, so I show up. And hold on, nobody told me there was a party right. at the races. And it was turned up after the finish line. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we need more of this. This is, you know, because it's, I, you know, run some other smaller ones leading up to the half marathon. And I was surprised to see that, like, you know, you know the award winners didn't even stay around. You know, folks were just like, yeah, I ran the race, peace out. And yeah. that's a wrap. But then to see that, Okay, well, nobody here's on the podium, but around the corner, we're gonna have a dance party. We're gonna celebrate. We're gonna show out and enjoy. And I was like, "Whoa, y'all must be super fit to be, you know, dancing after the party." So I gotta up my fitness so I could get down and hang with y'all. And every race they go, there's a there's a party at the end, and heck, even during if you're spectating. Uh, so that that really ingratiated me to the group. Yeah, I mean, we talk about the the community of running all the time here on the podcast and just the importance of it, the power of it, the inspiration of it. And I think that is the thing that is like shifting running culture. And quite mm -hmm. frankly, it's a lot of us black and brown runners that is that are doing that very thing. And it's in, a, in some ways making some people feel uncomfortable. In other ways, it's like encouraging them to come to the sport. And I like, I love that that is a common thread amongst the runners that we speak to and continuously come across where they're like, I'm not here. It's like, yeah, the medal's fun. Yeah. It's great to accomplish this amazing goal. But then it's like, have you seen the community though? Have you seen these people that I'm running with every week? Like that's, what's keeping me going, keeping me like vibrant in this sport. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we do it for. <laughs> yeah. And there's not just one way to do it too. You know, like, yeah. I feel like for from the outside looking in where I was, like this is what running was and there was nothing appealing about it. But once I found out that like, oh, running can actually be cool, you know? And <laughs> I kind of see it like the like the Tiger Woods effect, right? Like, oh wait, hold up. Golf, golf can be all right. Okay. Right. And then, you know, more folks are getting out and trying it out and getting out there and now seeing like, yeah, running can be all right. Come on, let's yeah. let's go do it. And yeah, you know, just just having a different angle with it and having, don't get me wrong. We were just talking about a BQ. Like there's, there's a time to hammer down and focus in on the training, but like all mm -hmm. work, no play makes Jack a dull boy, man. We got to have some fun out here too. It does. Right. And that, you know, you saying that also just makes me think of the fact that like when you really get into running and then you start getting into the swag of running, 
Like you start seeing people show out with their shoes and their fits. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, it's always a thing. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's another element. Yeah. The fashion and all that. Cause like, yeah. you know, not for nothing, tracksmith wouldn't be what it was if it wasn't, you know, for the folks that were all dripped out in some of this stuff. And like, you know, you, you, it's now part of it. So if you're going to take that side and appreciate what the culture brings from that standpoint, you know, you can't pick and choose. You got to embrace all of the culture and all of the people that, Hey, this is also how we celebrate. This is also how we approach and how we, you know, take, take our, take our running. You know, we don't all have our coffee the same way. Why does all our running have to be the same? Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that energy. I will say, um, I just actually in Chicago at, at uh, 35th Indiana, I want to say it's mile 21, 22, is definitely a unique cheer section. It, it's, the energy is ridiculous. And I want to say for that to be the last 5K of the race, the runners pass us with smiles on their faces. Mm-hmm. You know, because they receive that energy that we giving out. I mean, you know, we we know how to party. All we need is all we need is a reason and a space. And we coming out to have a good time, enjoy it. The music is fun, the food. Like I don't I run a Chicago Marathon and I have not on any part of the course smelled the smells that I smell at our cheer section. Okay, because we're not just showing up to get yeah, we out there for six, seven hours. Like we gotta eat. Barbecue's going. That's what's happening. And I'm uh uh I'm I'm assuming that was the energy that you all wanted to bring to this most recent uh race, the Boston Marathon race. Am I correct? Absolutely. Rain or shine. You know, we got a nasty rainy day and okay, we'll be out there for a couple hours in the rain, you know, like get a tarp and set up the grill. You know, put the DJ under a tent. You know, we're we're dancing, we're celebrating, we're cheering, and you know, doing all that. So, you know, trying to keep the vibe high. And as you said, you know, the toughest part of the course, the last stretch. Well, Heartbreak Hill is the arguably the toughest part of this course. So, if y'all gonna catch a vibe and need a boost, bingo! Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Y'all even hosted the Toronto crew that came in, ran from Toronto down into Boston. You know, it's like. It was it was definitely uh, from the outside looking in, looking at a place for a lot of our runners to like uh, come in and join the festivities of the weekend to come in and enjoy the sport. You know, uh, we just had before we talked to you, we was talking to Malcolm about TSB. He was, I saw him in one of the videos down there. I've seen so many of our runners, so many of our friends that we made over the years coming to the space that y'all provided to enjoy the race. Yeah, uh, and I mean, you, I'll, I'll be transparent about it. Like, we know the reputation that our city has. You right. know what I mean? Like, there's a reason that we started the crew. Um, there's a reason why it exists, why pioneers exist, why trailblazers exist. And in other cities, you know, it's like, hey, other similar groups, but you want to come out you want to experience Boston. You've got people who qualify and you know, you know, what the reputation, what the history of the city is. So being a, a beacon of sorts, uh, a safe haven that, well, why don't you come roll with us? 
you know, come over here and you've got a built-in safe space. Not only are we, you know, also runners, but we have the shared experience. We know what you're looking for. We know what you're not looking for. So come on, let's get down and we'll be safe together. We'll celebrate together. You know, you don't have to explain, you know, how you want to get down. You don't have to explain how you want to, it's, it's a, you know, it's a look and a head nod and cool. We got you. So just kind of being, being that safe passage uh, for folks who are coming to visit because Personally, that was my intention for the weekend, um, just trying to capture all the video that I could to put something together as an invitation to the city. You know, even if you're not running, you got to come check it out. If you are run curious, you're, you know, run your first half, run your first full, and you're just trying to get into it and see what it's like, come on down and check this out. You got to see it. You got to experience it. And that's why I was even recording as much as I was. And, uh, you know, everything popped off when it did. Right, right, right. So the vibes, the vibes definitely, as, as you all, you all were celebrating, have a good time cheering on uh, your runners and all the runners of the Boston Marathon, especially in that last stretch. Uh, um, uh, the event took place, but before we speak about the event, I'm like, I'm, I'm about to do some finagling with the editing. We're gonna try to drop the video in here for our listeners and uh for YouTube. So if you um are listening to this, please go to our YouTube so you can see the video that we're talking about so you can get a good context before we get into it. Um but Remy, please uh um describe to us a little bit of what what was the footage that you captured um that day. Or even I would also say the footage, but then also what what happened what was going on generally like you know before it was like well what the hell what's happening (laughs) yeah because you know the the details matter right and um i'll always be transparent and honest speaking about my experience you know we were out there celebrating and as everything was going on um one officer came by on on his bike and, you know, got a little, got a little aggressive with uh, Sid, the leader of the Pioneers, um, founder of the Pioneers Run Crew, kind of got a little aggressive, asked to see his ID and stuff like that. But it, it, at least from what I saw, looked like after some back and forth, uh, things had settled down and that they'd squashed it. And, you know, Sid was doing a real good job kind of running back and forth, making sure that, all right, don't pass the rope line, don't pass the rope line. You know, we're going to hop out. We're going to fire the cannons. We'll wave the flag with our other runners, you know, kind of jog alongside them. But make sure you get back. Make sure you get back ASAP. All right. And just kind of signaling and waving and kind of controlling the crowd. And that was super well received by all of us. Uh, And maybe another 30 minutes later. You know, he done a couple of single passes, single passes. Then he comes back with friends. And um, I actually have... The police officer you're talking about. The police like he, officer. He came yeah. back around, started circling, it seems like, and then brought other people, other, other yeah. officers. Yeah. And I didn't even notice they were setting up shop. I didn't get what was happening. Um, I even have a video. My last friend that I got to see, uh, my girl Kim was up from Salt Lake running her first Boston Marathon. And she was the last person that I was tracking that was able to come in, come by our cheer zone, get a big old hug. 
And I didn't even notice they were there until she's trying to get back to the race and nearly tripped over one of their bikes. Mm -mm. And, you know, so I'm like, all right. And I I have that. (laughs) So, uh, you know, that happens. And then I'm starting to look around like, hey, what are all these? Yes, go ahead. Let me ask you, I I just want to make sure everything's set up in a proper context. Like this, the cheering, the hugging of the runners, the taking the pitches, the passing of water bottles. I know I run a Gabe was running Boston. His girl was there passing the water bottle to him. Like, uh, from my understanding, like these are things that are common along the course. Am I wrong? You are hundred percent correct. It's, uh, it's common along the course, not just at Boston, but at quite literally every race I've run every race that I've spectated, you know, um, I, the best way for those who haven't run a race, haven't experienced it, and you know are kind of just seeing this out of context, mm-hmm. it would be like calling somebody out for uh, you know going forty and a thirty-five. You know, I I get the spirit of the rule, but ev- everybody's doing. You know, I get it. You don't want excessive speeding through the neighborhood. Neither do I. The same way, I wouldn't want anybody tripping up on the course, right? Like that's not going to happen. However. If you're going to start to pull over everyone, you know, if you're going to start to, if you're going to pull me over for doing 40 and a 35, then pull everybody over. Yeah. I mean, gonna... I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I heard that there was people passing out like beers and runners were throwing up because of it, like alcohol and like just doing all sorts of weird things that like, it's like, mm, what what are we doing? Who are we really looking at here? And like, why, why? Yeah, it was why? wild. You know, I'm hearing reports like, you know, out of Wellesley, like, uh, and it's it's tradition, tradition that the uh, the college girls will step out and come kiss a runner. Uh, but there was a, a balloon tunnel out in the middle of the course over there. That's wild. Nobody and came. <laughs> I, I also just wanted to say one thing because I've been reading some articles that have been coming out because, you know, these these, uh, you know, mm-hmm. these run the runners world and all these other like, you know, uh, publications. Right. They're very quick. Um, they're talking about how like it, you know, some or they're getting comments from people and and yeah, comments in there on the Instagram posts of like people saying like, oh, well, you know, what if people are trying to like run and like get a certain time and this, that and the other thing? It's just like. I like, and you're getting in their way, but to your point, there's all sorts of obstacles. Also, it's like, I understand that people take their race seriously and I'm not in, in any way trying to make that seem like that's not important, but I will say that it like, again, this is a part of the race. And quite frankly, unless you're in the front, like the elite or sub elite, you can expect that the, the the course is not going to be completely clear because either either there's going to be people cheering or there's going to be other runners in your way. And that's there's going to be other runners. There's going to be, you know, cups from the aid stations right. all over the floor. You know, you, you might have somebody collapse and have a hard time in front of you. You know, like you could be out there and, you know, I hope it never happens to me, but I've been out there running and gunning for a time. But if I see, you know, someone struggling next to me, hey, buddy, you are right. I'm going to pull up and try to help them. And personally, having set time goals going out to a race, it's I'm far enough removed from it and I can own this now. But like, I can say, you know, going out to Marine Corps Marathon, 
that I was disappointed in my finish and I was looking for everything else to blame, but myself and my own training, mm. you know, like there, there was, oh, well, I faded at mile, you know, 22 because of X, Y, Z. It's like, really, mm-hmm. I should have focused more on the strength training. I should have, you know, done a little bit more of this or doubled down on that and really gotten some better recovery in between those sessions. That's on me instead of, yeah. well, you could have, that confetti cannon could have, you know, disrupted. And what if it got in my eyes? Like, blank, my dude. Like, <laughs> right. right. Swerve. Swerve. Yeah, 2,000%. <laughs> it's just, it's important to, yes, there's a standing rule throughout the course, but it's important to state that people stepping onto the course to cheer for their friends, their families, to get the selfies, to get the hugs, past the water bottles, whether you've been to Boston, New York, Chicago, Indiana, Bumfuck, Marathon, and Cornfields, we all do this. Everybody of every to 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 um, interact with our runners that we're specifically there for. And um we all do it. It's it's understood. But you know continuing the story forward and stuff like that once you realize that um uh the buddy cop found um the buddy cop went and got his homies and they came in how did the energy change what would happen after that oh we got real silent real fast um you know the the you know you you hear the the needle scratch off the record type of situation because now we're just like yo what's going on and I won't speak for everybody else. Personally, police make me nervous. Uh, all the news about y'all hasn't been good news for a long time. So I see that presence and then realizing that they're all around. They got, you know, SUVs, they got motorcycles, they got bikes. I mean, trains, planes, automobiles, right? Like y'all brought the whole team out over here. I'm 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 not really receptive to much else. Um, you know, folks did get on the blowhorn, and I will say that uh, stepping back from it, I'm glad nothing escalated. I'm glad all emotions were in check, and that I was able to make it back home that day. You know, without incident. Um, but the wind could have blown, and something else happened right like somebody else could have been triggered had a bad night's sleep whatever it was felt some type of way and somebody's not here so i'm i'm really sensitive to that and with all of that kind of flowing through me and all this weird energy it's time to pack up and get out i i don't and other people stayed y'all are you know more courageous than i but it was it was time to pack up and go um my intention was to be there for a little bit longer, see some of the four-hour folks, five-hour folks start to crest and then jet down towards the finish line and catch, you know, some of the three, 3.30 folk, start partying with them at the finish line, get more of those vibes again to document and, you know, share what an experience this all was. I got in the car and left, man, you know, right away. All right, I've been out in the rain for, you know, five, six hours at this point. I'm cold, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I'm tired. I just got to go. You know, it really brought an abrupt end uh, to my really good time. Again, other folks did stay. And 
you know, did the best they could to continue to cheer, to continue to, to be there. Um, but, you know, I got a family, man. I, I don't want to get caught up in too much and not be there for my kids. Yeah. I mean, I like for me, I, you saying that made me think about whether or not I would want to stay or leave. And a good part of me would want to leave as well. Like, especially if I was with my partner, I get like really protective over him. Like, I just like, I would have been like, let's go babe. Like, it's not even worth it, you know? And he, and, you know, and I know he's not going to cause any problems, but I know me and I know my mouth. And that's like, and I'm just being honest, like in a lot of those situations, I get silence, but then at the same time, depending on how I'm feeling, if I'm hungry, if I'm not feeling well, like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it, you, the wind could blow a different way. And it, everyone has a tipping point. And it's like, before you even get there, cause we all know what we really want to say. We all know how we're mm-hmm. feeling. So it's like, let us, let's just remove ourselves because they're not going to hear it. They see us as a threat. And on top of that, for those who don't know, for our listeners, the Boston marathon is not in Boston. It is mm-hmm. in suburbs. And, and I just, and I feel mm-hmm. like that escalates the understanding of what's around for me. And I haven't even been there, but when I think of, when I just think of the positioning of the marathon, I can see why that is even more problematic and how it, where it's like, there's probably even fewer people who look like y'all out there. hundred percent. Uh, and that that's, that's been, that's been something that once I got a little more into the running community, the running culture and learning more about the sport, that was something that, I immediately started to question. It's like, wait, hold on. I grew up around here and I know where the finish line is, but the race starts in Hopkinton. My dude, I've never heard of Hopkinton. All right, let's go check it out and let's go, let's go visit. Okay. This is, this is Hopkinton. Okay. Um, Honestly, being totally candid, the first time I even actually made it there the night before the marathon, um, I'm also a, cyclist and I participate in lots of sports. So we have this other tradition, the midnight marathon, where groups of us will start from the finish line. Uh, The streets are already basically closed, but start from the finish line, ride the 26 miles up, and then the 26 miles back. And it was the first time I've ever been to Hopkinton and going through some of those areas. And kind of getting the vibe of like, all right, this is cool, but how come we are only in Boston for like the last two, three miles? Wouldn't it be cool if somebody did an actual race in Boston? And it took the 2020 pandemic um, for that to be, to become a reality. And I wish I had acted on it first, but this was again, uh, another, you know, the pioneers who were had all qualified, had their bibs to run Boston and needed to do it virtually. Well, here's what we're going to do. We all actually live in Boston. We live in Jamaica Plain. We live in Dorchester, different neighborhoods in Boston proper. Let's set up this loop and we're going to do a double loop and run through Boston. And it was so hype, so well received that it became tradition that, you know, this year was the third running of uh, 26 point true, which is uh, shout out to Sid, mm-hmm. uh, pioneers for for like pioneering that. Facts, <laughs> I'm, I'm still in that lingo too. Boston proper. I'm I'm saying that for Chicago. Chicago proper. 
Because if you're from the suburbs, you can't be out here just talking about you from Chicago. So no, are you are you Chicago land or Chicago proper? Right. Okay, so I'm taking it. What's your zip code? Hold on. Throw up your zip code. Where are you from? Exactly. So I'm where your mama stay? I feel like Chicagoans be like, they be like, what high school did you go to? Mm. All right, all right, all right, all right. But listen, listen. Um, I, 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 when we was looking at the uh, when we was looking at the footage, um, like some of the footage I saw it was just like the bike cops, like maybe five and stuff like that. But your footage shows what I, it looked like it had to have been like twenty. Yeah, especially behind us. Um, mm-hmm. Those who came and barricaded up front. Okay, that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that, that was the concerning part. Officers behind you was wild because like I can I can understand the course, you know, I wasn't there, you know, just being like just an average person, like, oh, they must have been really turned up for the cops to pull the bikes out on the course and stuff. But like the cops behind you, like that was that for me escalated the situation and felt a little aggressive, felt like uh Very. positioning, you know? Um uh is is this I mean, they, bo- they it looked or... like they boxed y'all in from all sides. Yeah, and, and you know, someone's like, well, excuse me, it wasn't technically all sides because they were just in front and behind. I'm like, man, listen, we're on this, like, we're on this median, basically, right? So there's the, the access road for the people who live there and then the main street, Com Ave. And we're on that little grassy section in between. So with people on either side of us and then police on the front and the back. Yeah, we're boxed in. You're not, you're not going anywhere mm-hmm. too quick. Um, and if they chose to, and that's the thing, the uncertainty, right? If they chose to, they 100% had more than enough of a presence to lock us all down and detain all of us. That just led to my nervousness, man. Like, listen, I'm not trying to find out what formation y'all are looking to get into. I'm watching everybody's holsters right now. But we, we got to make a move. We got to yeah. make a move quick. And I mean... Was the... mm-hmm. Sorry, say that again, Ian. I'm sorry. Was this the Boston Police Department or this one of the local suburban police department? So as, as everything has developed, um, you know, I... I'll own it. I misquoted, you know, I, the same way you'd think the Boston Marathon runs throughout all of Boston. I figured the responders would have been Boston PD. It was a combination of uh, Newton police and um, Metro LC that, you know, they just uh, joint forces of like, yeah, you're going to need a lot more help, right? This runs through a bunch of different municipalities. So you're going to have auxiliary police and a bunch of other uh, other jurisdictions uh, coming in to help out. So it was a combination of all of those. But it was a lot of them. Well, and mm-hmm. I mean, and depending, every police department has different training. I think this has been spoken about a lot. And on top of that, depending on where they're coming from, they have different interactions with the citizens that they're quote unquote serving. So it's, I mean, you're also, when you bring different police officers together that are coming from different areas who potentially have different training and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like 
you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what their interactions with people of color have been or if they have any at all, what their what their biases are. I mean, you already know that there are some, but then it's like, depending on the area, you don't know. You have no idea. So like it, it was, and on top of that, like you have a race that is predominant, predominantly white, right? Like we all know the sport is becoming more and more diverse, but then this specific race specifically mm-hmm. is very, very white. I mean, there's lots of barriers to entry. People love that for the ones who do get in. They love the barriers to entry because it makes it a novelty, like this thing that is, you know, it's like, it's a major, but it's the major, right? Well, can, and, can I say something on that? Yeah, go fast? ahead. And, you know, talk about those barriers to entry. It, it's like, and there's there's levels to it as well. So being a local, right? I can today go out and get myself one of those jackets. You know, everybody's spending like 80, 100, 150 bucks on a Boston Marathon jacket. Y'all don't even know that it's on sale right now at Marshall's for like 30 bucks. I can get one, but it's like a status symbol elsewhere, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, well, which, oh, well, the color of the jacket designates what year you were there and da 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 and all this and that. So, okay, that's cool. But then they also want to ask, Oh, did you run charity? It's like my guy, really? Yeah, so or did not you get a, out on time? Yeah, exactly. It's it's not enough yeah. that I ran the race. It's oh, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're you're a charity yeah. runner. Oh, that's cute. Good for you. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The, can we yeah. celebrate that yeah. I just ran twenty six point two miles, my guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Allison this year speaks about it in the book. I mean, just even 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 if you just remove a race. From the conversation, the energy around the Boston Marathon is one of exclusion. You know, um, uh, it, it's the same energy you just saying. Like it's based upon time. It's not based upon you just being in, enjoying being part of the community. And it's been it's like what the only the marathon of the world I've been majors that's still time based. Everybody else has a lottery to allow more people to experience the course experience. The magic of it, and uh, so it's the craziest thing to have what you grown see, up here, and but to have like grown up here and watched the race, and now that I'm a runner, you know, it's something that I would aspire to do. But to know that I have a better chance of, you know, running Tokyo on the other side of the planet than I have of running Boston, you know, like folks, I always ask me, like, well, why'd you go to Chicago to run a marathon? You went to Arizona, you went to DC, you went here, you went there. Why don't you just run in Boston? If it were only that easy, mm-hmm. I don't right. I don't have any other it way. Was only that easy. Right. How long did the uh, police department stay there? Do you know? I know you said you left. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Um, they were there for okay. at least the 25. 30 minutes that I was packing myself up, saying my goodbyes and just kind of like, you know, this is wild, mm-hmm. um, you know. So they were there for at least that long. I did see from some later videos and accounts from other people that they did eventually loosen up. And I should have probably opened up with this. Um, it, it would be easy to say that, you know, like, oh, of course, we're predisposed to saying fuck the police and, and all this and that. Um, I know police officers. I understand it's a dangerous job. It can't be your whole identity, though. You know, I've had 
instances where, and knowing that if somebody makes a call, they have to show up. And this one incident was like the, the, the best example of a police officer recognizing the situation and letting bygones be bygones. Cause you know, me and a friend were standing outside of a bar having a conversation and a resident, like you gotta know you live by a bar, man. You gotta know it's gonna be loud. And we weren't loud is the crazy thing, but he called the cops cause we were standing on the corner talking. And we saw the cop walk around, come down the street, do a lap around and come back. And then he's asking us like, hey, did you see anything going down? It's like, no, it's just been us here. It's like, yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought. You know, somebody had called, but clearly you guys are not a threat, not disruptive. You're just having a conversation. And, you know, he chatted up with us for a little bit. Hey, have a good night and went on his way. So like, yeah, you got to show up. But here's someone who came, recognized the situation like, oh, somebody was probably just a little, little in their feelings. And this is not a problem at all. Let's mm-hmm. keep on moving. Versus this group that showed up and there wasn't any communication to the to the group and just asserting themselves, assuming that, well, yeah, this must be the problem. This must be, so we're gonna set up over here. So it's like, I I understand, I appreciate safety. I'm not saying, no, let's go full lawless and like have no police presence. You know, like we get it. I live here. I mm-hmm. experience, I, I, I know about 2013. I thankfully wasn't there that year, but I appreciate safety. I appreciate that because later on at the Chicago mm-hmm. Marathon, there was a police presence like I've never seen. You know, I wanted to be safe and I would appreciate somebody coming in and checking in. But this was the numbers and the way in which they asserted themselves. That that was a little extra. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, especially given the history of the Boston Marathon. Um and it being the 10 year anniversary of, of, of 2013 instant. And yeah, I think, yeah, it was really appalling to me, I guess, to, to say, to, to hear about spectators looking on to your group, to the group that was cheering and then being like, well, why can't they just follow the rules? And like what I'm getting the most out of all of this is like the, the culture in running is shifting and people are mad because they see running as a certain type of tradition. And then now they see people like us who, quite frankly, like we haven't been popping up to races like this. I would say, I don't even know, like, like Ian and I started our run clubs in 2019. I don't know what cheering cheer zones look like before we popped up. We just came and just popped up and did what we like to do, you know, and like are representing our culture and our community. Um, And it's like, they, I think that there's just a, there's just such a lack of understanding um, across cultures of like how we support one another, but then also a lack of understanding of similarities of like, you're supporting your runners the way that you like to. You're running on the course, you're kissing runners, you're interfering with the course and the runners just as much in a different way. But it's also like, okay, but when we do it for some reason, it's like a problem and a threat. And it's like, and then for people on on social media, on these publication platforms, commenting and just completely not not opening up their minds to the overlap of like, we're human beings and this is a special moment. People are running a freaking marathon and people want to celebrate them. Like, don't you want to celebrate your people, like your friends, your family? Like, 
what is the disconnect? And that it just like, it boils my blood because I'm like, why is it so wrong when, when people just simply want to support? Well, and I'll, I'll, I'll lay it out like this and, and I speak a lot in analogies, so forgive me, but, uh, you know, you, you pull up to, you pull up to a cookout, right? And, you know, there's a difference between a cookout and a barbecue, right? Uh, you pull up to the, to the cookout and, Oh, great. Well, everything is, you know, maybe some elevated music playing and it's like golf clapping and some hors d'oeuvres and stuff like that versus a barbecue. You know, okay, well, it's just a little bit more hype. And, you know, I talked to I talked to my wife and my in-laws about stuff like this long before there was a, a call to action in 2020 and more folks became aware just having a look around. You know, if you go to a wedding, let's say, and it's a and it's a a white couple that's getting married. You can look around and count that there may only be, you know, one, two, three people of color in the audience. And it always kind of makes me question like, all right, so in your experiences between school, professional life, you know, all that, these are this is a celebration with the nearest and dearest people. And you've only got a handful, if at all, because I've been that one or two person of color in the audience versus you come to an event run by people of color, whether that be a wedding or any kind of event. And everybody is there. You know what I mean? Like everybody is there Mm -hmm. by default. It is a mixed cultural environment. So when I hear things about like, oh, well, you started uh, not me, but like, oh, it's a group for black people why is that exclusionary like have you ever been to black shit because everybody's welcome <laughs> everybody's welcome everybody's welcome and we might give you shit right. sometimes but then it's ultimately all fun and games and we like it's our way yeah. of welcoming you in that's part of it yeah yeah, yeah we're not trying <laughs> to exclude anyone we're not excluding anyone <laughs> yeah all right, come right. on down it's all good it's just nice to have a space that's built with us in mind you know mm-hmm. so like we can feel comfortable turning up but yeah, everybody's welcome. Come on down. So like that's that just seems to be that disconnect there that, you know, mm-hmm. we're comfortable inviting everyone else. You know, I look at all the all the sports I participate in and all the things that I enjoy. It's like, how come whiteness gets to claim the outdoors? How come whiteness gets to claim hiking and kayaking and all these other things that I like to do? But it's okay, mm-hmm. you know, for all the things that are associated with blackness are inherently looked as a negative. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that's, oh, that's like, until it's profitable, you know, and I don't want to go deep down there, but like, oh, hold on, there's money to be made here. So now we can integrate some of that fashion into our designs mm-hmm. and we will show up at these concerts and da 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 and like, you know, borrow a little bit here, but I'm just trying to borrow mountain biking for the weekend. It's like you cultural know, mining know? where you just take what you want and then leave mm-hmm. the rest hey, uh, well yeah. before before we get out of here um I, I am curious like you know how has the response been since you dropped the video um has the police department said anything has the Boston marathon acknowledged anything how has the community responded can you speak a little bit towards that yeah i'll i'll, I'll give you um I'll give you the the bad than the good. Um, the response, okay. the responses, um, 
almost immediately were it started off positive, right? But then, like anything, the more traction it gets, um, you know, you guys have a, a public platform, so you know what the deal is. The more traction that any particular episode, you know, video piece of content gets, um, the more likely some folks who are unfamiliar with you and what you do normally mm -hmm. uh, will just kind of jump in and like start to tear it down. So someone did mm -hmm. blast me and was like, oh, look, that coward turned off the comments on his YouTube. Like, listen, after after enough of y'all, like the, the comment section is closed. That's, you're not entitled to that. Like, I'm still a human being. You know, you can go ahead and say what you say, but like, if that's something I have control over, I'm going to protect my peace and, and turn that off because y'all are clearly missing the point. Right. But yeah. then as along with that, seeing the response from, you know, Alison Desir, who has a much larger platform um, sharing that and, you know, other folks who, yeah, I was there and I appreciate you guys. I love that energy. I wish we'd have a group like yours at our races. Hope to see you at the, hey, what's the next race you're going to be at? We'd love to see that same kind of hype um, to the point where, you know, BAA knows who pioneers are. And this is, this is what's lost in all of this. BAA not only featured um, pioneers and trailblazers, athletes in their marketing material. So you're going through the streets of Boston that weekend and not even knowing that, hey, that's a pioneers runner, huge on this poster right now. You know, we didn't make our own cheer zone banners like BAA knows. They issued these banners. So it's official. We're allowed to be here. Um, and then, you know, the there was a response earlier on, but as of last night, um, some of the captains and founders of Pioneers and Trailblazers did have a meeting with um, presidents of the BAA. And there's a new statement that they issued. And, you know, I read it. That's you know, one of the reasons I was a little held up jumping on this one. I was like, someone was like, oh, they finally responded. Did you see it? Like, hold on, let me take a look. Right. And, you know, they they said some things. I'm still processing, right? I don't want to be too quick, but they did at least respond and, you know, issued an apology uh, for, you know, not, not everyone got to get the kind of experience that they were looking for. For the race, because um, on top of this, I don't know if y'all heard, but a bunch of people didn't get medals. Yeah, bunch of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like they were short medals. They yeah, short they medals. ran out of medals. Yeah, that's oh. Yeah, if only there was a way to know how many people were running your race by the <laughs> registration. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah, you know, it was kind of a, an apology, as like you know, we need to do better. Um, I'm not going to dig too deep into that right now. I'm not trying to give anybody a soundbite, but, you know, exactly what are you sorry about? You know, exactly yeah. what are we condemning and what, what steps will be taken? And fair enough, take some time to process it. You know, we don't need a hasty response because it is a complex situation. Mm -hmm. You know, the last thing yeah. I would want to see is them completely shut down, you know, this kind of cheering and say, all right, you're right. Yeah we haven't been enforcing this equally throughout the entire course. So that's what we're going to do starting in 24 and nobody gets hugs. Nobody gets high fives. Nobody gets, you know, like I'd hate to see that. So take the time to be thoughtful in it and how you're going to do it. Um, so it's, it's a, it's an evolving situation. Yeah. Yeah. For me, you know, 
my take on BAA's involvement is more so one of association. I don't believe, listen, especially listen to your story, that, you know, somebody from the organization uh, highlighted this area to be uh, extra police or saw someone's like, okay, we need some more police officers down here. This was uh, a single cop escalating a situation to an unnecessary degree, but it did happen at their event. It did happen on their watch. And even though we can't say, point the finger and say, hey, you're the reason this happened, it's very important if anybody from the organization hears this, is you become complicit based upon how you respond to this situation because you it can be corrected, it can be addressed, and this cannot happen next year, okay? One time, first time is not necessarily on you, but the second time, you know, there's no reasonable doubt after that. Like, come what on. if I told you this was the second time? Get the fuck. Okay. All right. Well, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think too, I mean, it always comes down to leadership as well, right? Like, uh, what's his name? Ted Metellus, uh, mm-hmm. race director of the, of the New York marathon. Like he, I, I believe he's the first black race director amongst the majors. Right. And that's as of like, I think 2021 or like sometime very recent. New. Yeah. So it's like, that's one person. And because these these races get put on by a big, big ass team of people. And so and from my experience, even looking at like the Chicago Marathon, like up close and personal, it's like I have yet to see any black leaders putting on these races that are in higher up roles other than Ted at the New York Marathon. So I just it's like. To your point, Remy, it's it's what are you sorry for and who's on your team to help navigate all of this? Yeah, because who's, all who's of this on, is avoidable. Who's on the team? Like, yeah, who, who when we're setting up and we're organizing and we're planning, who can you bounce ideas to have that different perspective? You know, it's it's one thing to have volunteers and spectators like down at the at the ground level, but if no one at the top is thinking before it even gets to the ground level, we should have some stuff in place to, you know, make sure this doesn't even happen. A little perspective that, yep, when you got that call, when when that complaint came in, and whether it was relayed to BAA first or to Newton Police first, to just be like, um, yeah, no, we we know that group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's okay. Oh, this is gonna be fine. All right. And if we do need to send somebody, then I don't know, four feels like an appropriate number, you know, not, yeah. not, not 20. And, and I think that's another point that I know we're wrapping up here, but I just wanted to at least get to, to your point is that like, there are people who are, that think that you guys should have been policed and they're not understanding that it's over policing. You can right. tell some, you can come up to somebody, you can hit to your point. Yeah. Maybe if you, if it gets to the place where you really feel like you need to bring some people, like, cause even at the Chicago marathon last year, we had police officers come through and just be like, you guys, you're impeding on the race a little bit too much. And we are like, okay, cool. We'll back it up. And we, and then also allowed the leaders in the wrong crews to do, to get the, to, to control, allowing the leaders that are there who know the community to actually relay the message. And it's like, there's a, there's a way around it. This is an example of over-policing. And that is for me at the top 
of like the, the issue for me. Cause I'm like, this could have been dealt with in so many different ways. And there's no reason why they needed to have bikes, uh, motorcycles, right. uh, a variety of different vehicles. Like what is, that is a, an, ex, an exhaustive use of resources where they could have been easily dispersed throughout the entire race and applying the same rules to everybody. 100%. So, yeah. Thank you, Remy, for joining us. Um, Ian, do you have anything else to say? No, I think that was a nice little bow to wrap it up with, Remy. I, we appreciate you, you know, making a space for us to come on here and share. I know this is, you know, a, a little bit of separate time from when it happened um, to now. So thank you very much. I oh, appreciate it. Uh, thanks for, you know, always um, welcome to share stories and especially folks who are uh, not the traditional outlets, you know, who are amplifying voices and and doing it and, you know, wanting to highlight other runners, not just the pros. So I appreciate y'all uh, making some time for me, honestly. So I'll keep on doing what you're doing and we'll keep fighting the good fight over here. Thank you. And hopefully next time we're in Boston, we can connect. Run out 20, with y'all. Yeah, you know, twenty six sure. point true. Like uh, that—that's—that's that's yeah. the vibe that I'm trying to cultivate. You know, come for the Saturday marathon and then stay for all the other parties and events and stuff like that throughout the weekend. Because um, mm-hmm. I mean, if y'all gonna make the race super exclusive and hyper, go ahead and keep it. Keep <laughs> it. If I make it, that's fine. But I'm turning up for that after party. For sure. Thank you so much, Remy. You good. All right. Um, I'm really grateful for our guest. Um, Jeremy, or Jeremy, Remy. Remy. I'm thinking of Jeremy, our producer. Um, yeah. So, you know, I just feel it's just great to, I think it's important for people in these situations to be able to have the opportunity to have a full conversation. Cause he was mm-hmm. saying how, like, you know, outlets have reached out to him and have been like, okay, give me a sound bite, Give me a quote. Like, <clears throat> but it's, you know, he's a, he is a human being and he's a human being that captures something in a moment and had to go back to then being a human being. Yeah. You know, like he's, he's been a human being throughout the whole thing. Okay. Let's just respect that is all I'm trying to say. Right. 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 I completely agree with you. And I'm, I'm appreciative of making space for us. Cause I mean, honestly, he could have decided at the last minute how to do it because I'm pretty sure he's been hit up. Cause I mean, I saw this, I saw this on my LinkedIn, like I saw it on Instagram. And a couple days later, I saw it on my LinkedIn. So it's like, obviously, it's blowing up. I can only imagine if it's on Facebook, which it probably is. Um, but uh, I say all that to say that, you know, like, this is also could be draining for him. So being mindful of the energy it takes for him to share this story and stuff like that. Everybody else who was there, you know, sending our love, you know, out to you. You know, I hope you still got to enjoy um, the race, got to cheer your people on, you know, had a great after party. And, you know, uh, leave this, you know, this moment, you know, kind of in the past. I know that's kind of wild to say, or maybe, but I, I mean it from a place of love, you know? Or at least move past it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. And because then, like you said, this isn't the first time it's happened. Boston's yeah. wild, bruh. Boston's crazy. Like, I just can't, I'm just... It's Boston. It's not it's, crazy for Boston. No, nah, yeah. But that's my point is like, <laughs> y'all wild. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know, man. I don't know.
So, but, um, um, you know, uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk a little bit more? I feel like, you know, no, that's me. it. This is your bonus. This is our, yeah, this is our bonus episode. We, you know, we really wanted to capture this in the moment and, and add this bit of like humanity sprinkled on top of all of the other, like, to my, my opinion, kind of shitty reporting. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it out there. I think a lot of these outlets could have been doing better specifically talking to the runner's world I'm, I'm gonna say your name i'm gonna say your name right now because that's how i feel and ian's looking at me like i don't know don't be problematic but <laughs> i'm gonna keep it real with you guys so uh yeah and i just hope that this at least this helps this is this is part of the reporting yeah, yeah, yeah. And like always, you know, let us know how you feel. You know, drop it in the comments. Um, be authentic. You know, we hit make space for it. Uh, like, subscribe, share, you know, do all of the things. And, you know, y'all have a good ass day. We'll see you on the next episode. All right. Peace. Peace.